boy is eating. The boy is your Coffee with Gringos, Dynamic English's podcast where you can learn English simply by hearing people use it. So sit down and have a coffee with us. Hey everyone, you are listening to Coffee with Gringos. I'm Ian Kennedy. And I'm Paige Sutherland. And today we're joined by frequent guest, special guest, Michael Papali. Welcome back once again. And he is going to be sharing with us today a kind of a scary, actually a very scary survival story. Something that happened to him recently during the winter in the United States on a hiking trip. So he had quite the experience and I'm sure there were some lessons learned from that. So really we're just going to pass the the mic over to Michael and let him really describe this harrowing event that he went through. So listeners, as always, if you get lost, make sure to go online and check out that audio guide and transcript at www.dynamicenglish.cl. So Michael, just uh, set the stage for us and, and tell us what happened. How did this all go down? Yeah, sure. Um, so, and Paige is also part of the story. So Paige, if you have any details to add or feel free to chime in. So Paige and I were hiking at the end of October with two of our friends up in the White Mountains in New Hampshire, um, which is in the, the northeast region of the United States. New Hampshire has 48, 4,000 foot peak mountains, and we were doing one of those trails. Just to set some background, leading up to it, um, we went hiking on a Saturday, and leading up to that Saturday all week, um, it had been raining pretty heavily um, in New Hampshire. So, you know, the trails were pretty muddy, and on the day of the hike, we woke up and the weather wasn't supposed to be sunny, it was supposed to rain, but we figured when we started, it should be good. You know, it wasn't too too rainy at that point, so we decided to go for it. Um, and so we started this this hike up the trail. You know, the morning started off great, where, you know, talking about books, different TV shows that we've been watching, passing the time on the hike. On the trail, there's a kind of like a, a creek, which is a very small river that you have to kind of cross a few times to get the mountain. The trail kind of zigzags up the mountain and it down the middle is this creek. And kind of before we stopped for lunch at one of the creek crossings, I slipped and I fell in the water, so I got pretty wet, and at that point, I got a little grumpy, if you will, so we decided to take a a quick hiatus um, so I could put on some dry clothes that I had in my backpack. We stopped for lunch. This is at the end of October, so it's not super warm out, but it wasn't freezing out. It was probably in like the low 50s, high 40s maybe. And so since we stopped for lunch, you know, I put on some dry clothes and I decided to leave my backpack where we ate lunch because at that point my backpack had fallen in the water and it was soaking wet. And so rather than carrying this heavy backpack around up the mountain, I figured I'll just leave it here and then on our way down, I'll grab it and carry on our way on the way out. Um, And so as we were continuing to hike up the trail, um, we thought we were pretty, pretty close to the top. And so... We ran into 
one woman, really the only person we'd seen all day on the trail, and she said she was with her like 10 year old son. And she said that, you know, you're almost there, but the top of the mountain is like pretty muddy. It's windy. Um, she described it as a slog to get up to the top. And when we were going, I was like pretty cold because I was wet already. And I just was like, the conditions weren't great. So if we got to the top, the view wouldn't really be worth seeing, in my opinion. So I decided when we got a little bit further that I was going to just hang out where we were and wait for Paige and our two other friends to come back down. And on their way down, they would, you know, kind of pick me up and then we would journey down together. And so I had my, my watch on. So when I looked at the watch, you know, Paige and our two friends continued on and I had waited about an hour and they hadn't come down yet. And so I got a little bit concerned because I thought we were very close to the top of the mountain. So I thought that they should have been to the top and back to me already. So I started getting a little bit concerned that they weren't, hadn't made their way back to me yet. And then, you know, I was getting a little chilly because at that point I'd just been walking in a very small circle for an hour and then I was also getting concerned about the daylight um, it was getting late in the afternoon and we had headlamps but they were in uh, one of the backpacks of our of our friends so I didn't have a headlamp on my my person so what I decided to do was kind of slowly meander back down the trail that we came up on um, and every so often I stopped and waited for them again and you know at each point I waited for like 20 minutes and they still weren't there so I was like getting a little bit more nervous more so for the daylight as I was making it further down the mountain um I got to where we ate lunch found my backpack picked up my backpack and then continued on down the trail and then as I picked up my backpack I also remembered that Paige had had my cell phone so, um, when we left my backpack at the lunch spot, I took my cell phone out of my backpack and gave it to Paige to put it in her backpack because, like, I didn't have great pockets and just my clothes, so I didn't want to leave my backpack or my cell phone just in the middle of the woods. So when I got to my backpack, I remembered I didn't have my cell phone, and so that way the group wouldn't really have any idea where I was. Or, you know, if I had started walking down the mountain. So where I picked up my backpack, I tied this plastic tree around, or plastic bag around a tree to kind of let them know that I grabbed my backpack, I headed down. And then at a few spots down the trail, I left little piles of Halloween candy. <laughs> um, to, which I ate. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> to kind of signify to them that, like, hey, it was Michael, like, Michael was here. Like, here's a Reese's Take 5 that we got at the grocery store last night. Like, I was here. I'm good. Um, and then ultimately what happened was there was one final fork in the trail. Um, and I was supposed to go one way. And I went the other. And as I started going down the incorrect way, I was realizing that it didn't look too familiar. I probably should have gone the other way. So I was like, all right, I'm going to you know, turn around and go back the other way. And when I did that, because, you know, the trail was so muddy, um, it was like late in the fall, so lots of leaves were on the ground. Um, I slipped and I lost my balance and I kind of fell off the trail and 
like slid and so then I ended up off the trail and kind of just wandered around for <laughs> for a while and then it was getting dark out um and I was like uh-oh I already fell once I I shouldn't probably continue walking so I found a a rock on the side of the mountain and I had this big um poncho that I put on and at like 6 30 p.m it was getting dark and I said all right I think I'm gonna have to stay here for a little while and I hunkered down it was dark out and I didn't have a flashlight or anything you know at that point I was like all right well the rest of the like Paige and our two other friends are gonna get back to the car see that I'm not there and they're gonna know that clearly I had an issue. So that was like a pretty saving grace for my mental state of mind. So at like 8 p.m. I was like, all right, they know I don't have a cell phone. They know I am not at the car, that I'm somewhere in these white mountains. And kind of as the night progressed at like 10.30, I was like, all right, so they probably, like they will have called 911 search and rescue is probably around. And then I was like, because it was raining so much, I wasn't sure if they were going to be able to do anything overnight. So at around 10.30 or 11, came to the conclusion that I think I was going to have to spend the night on this rock wearing my poncho and just hope for the best. (laughs) Hey, Ian, did you know besides the podcast, Dynamic English offers one-on-one classes with native teachers from all over the world? Really? But isn't it just a bunch of grammar lessons? Nope, it's completely discussion-based and focuses on topics the student is interested in. That's amazing. But what if I'm not living in Chile? No problem. Dynamic does online classes. You can be living anywhere. Great. But I'm a little intimidated to take the class alone. Can I join with a friend? Of course. Dynamic offers group classes of up to four. Plus, for the next month, Coffee of Gringo's listeners get 10% off individual or group classes. So go online to www.dynamicenglish.cl and mention that you are a listener and get your discount. Well, I'm sold. Sign me up. So I ironically had listened to the week leading up to that hiking trip, a Coffee with Gringo's episode where you guys talked about the wild survival stories. And I was like, all right, I am not in, like, I'm not on Mount Everest. There's no snow on the ground. I was like, it's just raining. It's not going to be super cold out. And I was like, people have survived a lot worse for a lot longer. So I can just kind of sit here all night and wait it out. I did that. So at about 1 a.m., um, I had been sitting on the rock at that point for six and a half hours and I really didn't like I didn't have my cell phone didn't have a computer didn't have tv didn't have much to do so um I started just singing songs to myself I tried to practice the Spanish alphabet song that I learned in like fifth grade couldn't get very far um at like two o'clock in the morning came and then I did hear Like the water was rushing pretty loudly near where I was. So I thought at one point that that was a helicopter. So I was like, oh, nice, a helicopter is here. And I was like, oh, no, that's just the the water is rushing very loudly. And then I also at one point I heard like 
I, th- I think they were coyotes or wolves, like, kind of far in the distance. And in my mind, at first, I thought it was, like, dogs with the search and rescue team. And then when I was like, oh, no, it's 2 a.m., it's probably, like, coyotes or wolves somewhere, I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> um, but luckily, I made it out. So, like, 3 a.m. to 5 a.m., I really was quite bored, a little chilly, well, kind of a lot chilly, and, uh... Um, and then at like once five o'clock hit, I was like, all right, it's going to get light out within the next hour and a half. I can do this at like 630 in the morning. So pretty much 12 hours to the dot later, I got up off my rock and I continued wandering, like kind of following this river down the mountain. And I eventually found another trail. So I hiked on this other trail out of the mountain for like two and a half hours that morning and then I eventually got to like a a parking lot where there's a different trailhead and so when I realized at that point that I was officially out of the woods I was very very relieved but I still had no idea kind of where I was or how to get in contact with anyone um you know the only phone numbers I have memorized at this point are my parents two cell phone numbers and my dad's office number so that wasn't going to be too helpful. Um, and then kind of as I got out of the trailhead and was walking down this road, I saw a truck coming down and I flagged the truck down and he pulled over. And uh, <laughs> at this point, I'm like soaking wet. I'm covered in mud. And the guy, I'm like, the guy pulls over and I'm like, hi, do you have a cell phone I can borrow? And he just kind of like looks at me and he's like, no. And I was like oh and he was like what's up and I was like well long story short I was hiking I got separated from my friends and I just spent the night like camped out and I need to call someone for a ride and he was like oh no I don't have a cell phone I'm just coming to look at the look at the water like how high the water levels are in the river and he was like but if you continue walking down this road it'll take you to like the main street and there's a market and I was like okay and then he continued driving and then once he drove away I was like that was really dumb. I should have pressed him more. So then when he, like five minutes later, he was, he like went and then he was driving back and I flagged him down again and he pulled over and I was like, so how long is this road that like will lead to the market? And he was like, it's probably like another two and a half to three miles. And I was like, I looked at him and my face fell and I was very dejected. And he was like, do you want a ride to that? And I was like, yes. I was like, please, yes, I do need a ride. So then I got in the car and his heat was on and I like kind of was like, I kind of exclaimed like heat, put my hands up to the heaters. And then I think he realized that I had had a rough night and that I wasn't just some random person on the side of the road covered in mud that I like probably needed some help. So he dropped me off at this market (laughs) and then I went into the market and I went up to the front counter and I was like, asked if they had a phone and the market was like, is this going to be a local or a long distance number? And I was like, this will be a long distance number. I'm not from around here. (laughs) So then the employee was like, all right, well, why don't you use my cell phone instead? But the cell phone number is going to be a random New Hampshire number. And I just kind of looked at him and I was like, the people I'm going to call, I think, are going to pick up any number from this area. And he was like, okay. So then, um, like I said earlier, I only knew, like, my parents' cell phone numbers. And I figured 
since I didn't make it back to Paige and our friends for the night that they probably alerted my parents. I figured that was a good guess to let that they had called my parents. And so I called my dad's cell phone. It answered on like the first or second ring. And he was like, hello? And I was like, hi, it's Michael. And then he kind of screamed and was like, oh my God. Um, And so then like my mom had been in communication with Paige and our other friend and she called our other friend to let them know that I was at this market. And then um, our friend and her dad then came to the market and picked me up. (laughs) And then we drove to the trailhead and we got there and search and rescue had set up kind of like a whole headquarters. And I got out of the car and kind of looked around and was like, oh, I've really made quite a mess here. (laughs) And then when I got there, they said that Paige and our other friend had been, were like on these other trails looking for me and they didn't have cell phone service to like, so we couldn't call them and let them know that I was fine. So we had to kind of wait for a little bit and then they came out of the woods and they saw me in the parking lot and I saw them and it was a a real glorious reunion. (laughs) Long story, not so short. It was quite a quite a night. That is terrifying. That's like a real life example of hiking gone wrong. Like it gets very serious really quick. And like the things that you mentioned happen are things that like when I've gone hiking with friends, you kind of like think about, but you don't think it's going to ever happen to you. It's like we got to be careful because it's getting dark. You know, we need to get out of here, you know. But the little things like you slipping in the water, having to give your phone away, all these little things add up and it's sort of like Murphy's Law. It's like once one bad thing happens, the ball keeps rolling and the next thing you know, you're hunched under a rock in the rain and in the woods, right? I mean, that's it could happen to anybody and that's what I think is so scary for, for people to hear that. Yeah, it really it really was a series of unfortunate events because it, it feels like if you didn't fall in the water, maybe you would have continued onward, but the, the biggest thing was that you would never have given me your phone. And your phone was 100% charge. It had a map. It had a light, like GPS. Like that was the first thing search and rescue asked for when we told him our friend was lost was, did they have their phone? We'll just, you know, get the coordinates, you know? So it was just like that, you know, that one thing that was just like, ah. But I will say you leaving the candy was really helpful. Not only that like we knew that you were alive at certain points, but just like where you were at certain points. And so I took a photo of the candy and the photo had a coordinate. And so when we sent it to search and rescue, they knew like he got down this far enough. So we had to have turned that way. And so they kind of knew like where you got lost. And they they went right by you, Michael, remember? You just couldn't hear them because of the rain. Yeah. So they said like when in talking with them, when I... Yeah, that basically they were very close to me, but because the rain and the water was, the the rain was coming down so heavily and then the water was rushing so loudly that I couldn't hear them kind of yelling for me. So it was unfortunate in that regard for sure. But yeah, it's kind of amazing that this picture that you thought was funny at the time that I left behind Halloween candy kind of like they were able to narrow the search radius of where where to go rather than like who knows at what point things went gone so yeah hindsight is always 2020 we should have 
not split up. I should have had my cell phone. The woman that we talked to, you know, we should have asked how long to the top of the mountain because we thought we were much closer than we were, which is why, which is why I decided to hang back. Like I thought they were only going to, you know, go up for like 20 minutes or 30 minutes. Like if I knew that it was going to be over an hour, I would have probably either kept going with them or when it got to an hour point, like I wouldn't have gotten too concerned because I would have known that that was expected. I know. It is It is one of those things that's so difficult when you've never hiked a certain trail before because you obviously like have a map and you have estimates, but the conditions were just so different. I mean, it wasn't that far, Michael. The issue was it was a swamp. And to get through the swamp, we had to physically like plan out routes and fully stop and like go in between trees and things that you know, it was probably a mile from where we left you, and it took us almost an hour, I think, each way, which would never have taken that long on a normal day. Because we were shocked, too. We were like, "How? where is this fucking summit? Yeah, and then I, like, just very lucky that I, that it didn't get too cold overnight, because we were, we were up north in New Hampshire, which does get cold, so very lucky that it never got too cold. I was... The thing that I was most concerned about overnight was, like, getting frostbite on my hands or my toes. I didn't want to, like, you know, have issues with that. So, thankfully, I had, like, because we knew it was not going to be super warm, I had packed a ton of hand warmers and toe warmers for the hike. So, like, throughout the night, I changed those a few times. I had, like, a few clean pairs of socks. So, like, my feet weren't sitting in, like, wet, cold socks, like, all night they were wet and cold by the end of it but (laughs) um yeah and then I mean not that like this is like we should do it again but like I also think in the summer like if we went in July where it doesn't get dark out till like 8 30 it could have ended very differently because ultimately what what my biggest obstacle was was the darkness I didn't have any like light so and I had already fallen once so I didn't want to continue walking in the darkness and you know potentially like step in a hole and twist my ankle or something so you know if it was like in July who knows if like I could have gotten to the parking lot at least in somewhat daylight and then you can follow the road at night but lots of lessons learned and hopefully the listeners if they're hikers take all of these lessons and don't make our mistakes because we were very lucky you would have made it to the parking lot because that was four hours. I mean, the sunset at 4.30. I mean, in summertime, that could be 8.39. So having four extra hours of hiking is, like, crucial. But you're having a redemption hike, right? We're going to do the same hike this summer. <laughs> I told Paige that a goal of mine for 2022 is to do that hike again and not have to call 911 at any part of it. You know, when we're up at the top and then out down at the bottom, we can send a little picture to the search and rescue teams and say, hashtag redeemed. <laughs> so. Well, Michael, it's really, obviously, we're really happy that you, you made it out okay. Nothing really bad happened in the end. And more than that, even, that you have a good sense of humor about it and that you want to go back and tackle it again. That's that's the, the right attitude to have. So I think a lot of good lessons learned and the right attitude to have in that kind of situation. Yeah, sure got to get back on the horse. And now that everything's okay, it's a funny story. 
at that night, I also did have that thought. I said, if I make it out of here, okay, it'll be funny. But if not, I'm going to be pretty pissed. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we can all relate to that. So like, like I said, we're, we're so glad you made it out okay. And you have these lessons to share with the rest of us and listeners at home. This just goes to show you, you know, anything can happen. So always be prepared, be careful, take care of yourself, bring candy and bring a poncho just in case. So Michael, thanks as always for being on with us. We really appreciate it. Awesome. Thanks for having me. And uh, listeners, as always, uh, go online and check out the audio guide and transcript online at www.dynamicenglish.cl. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Coffee with Gringos was brought to you by Dynamic English, where you can learn English simply by using it. If you're interested in taking classes or just want to learn more, go to our website at dynamicenglish.cl. Thanks for listening.